Looking forward to the summer break. Welcome to Hand of Pod. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 366 of Hand of Pod. I'm Sam Kelly, and this week I'm joined by English Dan. Good evening. Tony. Hello. And Andres. Hello and welcome. Welcome back, gents. Uh, we're sponsored by Fanatis. Um, they allow you to watch the Superliga. Not that there's an awful lot to watch this week, but there are still a couple of matches to go. Um, the Copa de la Superliga... The Copa Argentina, whose final is going to be played in about, is it like, I'm going to say 25 and a half hours time? It's 9 o'clock kickoff, isn't it? On uh, Friday night. On Friday evening. Um, it is, um, sorry, it is uh, 10 past 9. 10 past 9, so in just over 25 and a half hours time from uh, right now while we're recording. And in rather less than that amount of time. And today there is uh, another match. And there is another match today, but that's irrelevant to people listening to this because it will already have been played. Um, And then, of course, when the summer break ends, you will get the full Superliga programme back in the Copa de la Superliga when that finishes. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get a 20% discount on your first three months with Fanatis if you go to fntz.co slash f... uh, No, wait, slash H-O-P. You might get some Torneo de Verano games. There's not any Torneo de Verano. You're not going to play any friendlies? Not as a Torneo de Verano as you... Well, but yeah, yeah. none of that. Anyway, sure. uh, that again is fntz.co slash HOP, and the discount code that you'll need to plug in is HOPFZ, so go and do that, and uh, we might see some money from it in about a year's time if they ever get around to paying us. Um, the results from last weekend were Colón nil, Aldo CB2, Independiente nil, Banfield 1, which means that the Independiente Banfield that's going to be on the TV in a little while is not the match that's going to be on tonight. That's a different one, so I had the wrong channel selected. Huracan, nil. Arsenal, two. Tacheres, nil. Union, nil. Atletico Tucumán, two. Newell's Old Boys, two. Lanús, one. Racing, nil. Defensa y Justicia, two. Godoy Cruz, nil. Gimnasia, two. Central Córdoba, one. Rosario Central, one. Boca Juniors, nil. River Plate, nil. San Lorenzo 1, Patronato 0, Vélez Sarsfield 1, and Argentinos Juniors 1, Estudiantes de la Plata 1. If you have been listening carefully and if you had a good picture in your head of who the top teams in the league were before that weekend, then you will have noticed that none of them seem to want to win the league this uh, season. We already discussed this to an extent last week, but I think it's going to be the main theme of this week's episode. Argentinos point following Boca's defeat means that Argentinos are now top of the league um, by one point. They're on 30 points. Boca have 29. Lanús, the only one of the current top five to have won their match. Actually, did Vélez? What did Vélez do? Vélez did. Yes. yes. Vélez did as well. Yeah. Uh, which means that Lanús and Vélez go into the top five by virtue of winning those games. They're, Lanús are just behind Boca on goal difference. They're in third. And Vélez are on 28 points in fourth. River... Uh, have 27 still in spite of that defeat to San Lorenzo and therefore would go joint top with Argentinos. In fact, they'd go top on goal difference um, if they were to win that game in hand, which is going to be towards the end of the summer break against Independiente, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes, yes. you are. Certainly towards correct. the end of the summer break. Yes. 19 of January. Um, so, where do we begin this week, gents? Uh, well, as you said, no, no one wanted to win in a way. Yeah, I mean, I think Boga was a little bit more concerned about the elections. Ah, yes, because they were playing just as the votes were starting to be counted yep. on uh, on Sunday evening. Indeed, we we know how they feel. Um, well, that's a joke about the UK <laughs> elections just starting to count the votes as we're recording this. Um, yeah, they they were, and it was a so let's begin in, in Rosario then, where Central I thought, although 
in the second half particularly, it was very much against the run of play. I thought that overall Central kind of deserved the win. It was a, an intelligent performance. Mm-hmm. They didn't exactly dominate. Um, in fact, Boca definitely did dominate the second half. Um, but Central kind of just did, did more with what they had of the ball, especially yeah. in the first yeah. half, right? Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, um, I, I think that maybe the, the goal was a little bit lucky given the, the, the miss and the, the rebound was uh, take advantage by, by Rivas but yeah I think Boca ran with the same problems that they, they usually have they, they just try to pump the ball and shoot whenever they can mm-hmm. instead of trying to play and Central like you said Sam was just clever and obviously they did enough to defend the, the 1-0 it's very predictable right Boca yeah. just pump yeah get it the ball is, up as soon as they could against uh, Ramon Avila that Nice a guy as he he seems to be is is not a complete forward. He's very much uh, head down, try and try and get it past the defence kind of kind of player. There's not much nuance about his game, and that's really what Broca been been lacking. Just very, very much a lack of creativity, and a lack of ideas. Yeah, you know, Alexis McAllister seems to. Have, we mentioned at the start of the season that he was in really good form, and, and he's really fallen off. Yeah, um, as has everyone in Boca, really. Um, I heard good things well. about uh, Daniele De Rossi, who actually played a game. Yeah. Must have been his fifth or sixth, I think, from for Boca since since moving. He hasn't featured much at all. September, and then he was taken off. September was his uh, last match against River. Yeah, mm. I think I, I don't. I don't mean to sound like I'm the uh, a tactical genius, but if you if you play against Boca, you just try to concentrate your game and don't don't give them space for the whole 90 minutes and that's enough otherwise you're just going to shoot from from anywhere they can that would be enough for you to at least maybe consider a goal if you're unlucky because if you look past the 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 the, the last few poker games the only times they were able to to break down defenses and, and score a lot of goals. Where at the Bombonera against two two teams that tried to push up and give them space, like Arsenal and the Santa Fe. Otherwise, if if you just try to 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 be uh, focused and, and, and tie on defenses, perhaps against River because they they needed also. Yeah, it was also um, Gustavo Alfaro's last game in charge because he will be he's either has left already or he will be leaving very imminently. Indeed, um, which probably, yeah, pretty disappointing year in charge. Allegedly to be replaced by Miguel Angel, yeah, Russell, which would be a blast from the past. Indeed, and at, at a time when a lot of Argentine clubs are sort of looking for interesting younger, up-and-coming managers, um, Boca decided to go back to somebody who won the twenty or. With the with the guidance of the new vice president or one of the new, mm-hmm. new vice president. Indeed. Yeah, yes. Very uh, close friends. So yeah. they trying to review or, or, or try to bring back all of the players now in other functions of course that they that won titles because it, it is said that also the company will will uh, try to put Bataglia uh, Delgado um, um, I, I forgot the others, but uh, Bermude, Patron Bermude, Bermude yeah. uh, who apparently will be in charge of everything that regarding football, along with Murtel Kelme. Uh, so, yes, and Miguel Russo, who was the last coach whom with Boca we won the, the Copa Libertadores. So, it's, mm-hmm. I think that's the idea, at least happens yeah. like that. And mm. Boca does. They don't uh, are already in functions, and they do have a, a bit of uh, controversy with with Centurion. Uh, Riquelme wants to bring back Centurion to Boca, and the majority of the of the fans of Boca have like two two main points uh, about it. Either he's not good enough, and why would you bring someone that it's with a, a, a past. Uh, with violence and, and stuff like that, back to to Boca. So, well, Benedetto said has just said that he will hire Benedetto uh, uh, Centurion back, but putting a, a nightclub just near the Bombonera. So, <laughs> it's a good analogy. It makes sense. Yeah. It's a good analogy. Yeah, but it it seems like unless they try to move in a different direction, and it's just 
keep keep between friends everything <laughs> even if dif it's different friends it, it will be the same problems for Boca in the future doesn't matter who who's going to be in charge of the club mm. we're not going to see this decision made overnight at least the new manager um, we've got obviously, well Boca obviously have there are a couple of teams with, with matches still to play as we say um, but Boca have got the next game's going to be in like the, the 18th or 19th of January or something yeah. isn't it the next competitive game so they've got plenty of time to to make the decision but it'll probably be made you would think before Christmas yeah, yeah. because they, they, they start the preseason 2nd of January yeah. 3rd January they, they start the but they Amir will be officially the his first day as a president will be on Monday. On Monday, yeah. So that's uh, he's not president yet. No, on no, Monday. That's what I said. They they're not in charge already, and, and this controversy with Centurion, the new manager, and everything else. So, hmm. and what does it mean for these signings that we mentioned last week that have been announced in inverted commas? Maybe we're going to bring Paulo Guerrero and, and somebody well, else in. No, because that was, the the, previous that was from another candidate. So, so that now doesn't happen at all. Um, Apparently not. Presumably, lost a chance. We shall see. I have read something that Riquelme says he's going to be a relatively hands-off director of football, so he's the, the manager is still going to have the final say on players coming in and stuff. Riquelme is not going to be going. Okay, I got you this player now. Fit but then, then you have the, the the thing that happened with with uh, uh, a journalist yesterday with with Sebastian Vignolo That for a little bit of context, who, who, whoever didn't see it is got a chance to talk with with, with Alario after the Bayer Leverkusen game against Atletico no against Juventus mm. and instead of asking the well one of the Argentinian strikers on and off being called up by, by Scaloni about everything else uh, like the game or, or whatever the, he, he just asked if he will come to Boca and one of the one of the things he said uh, Vignola said is but now it's become in charge like if it's, it's a difference it's a different club just because we call me it's, it's part of the club yeah I, mean, yeah, I know I, I can't imagine Alario saying oh, I'm playing Champions League no for, <laughs> for, for the benefit of listeners who uh, struggle to keep track of, of who some players used to play for and everything Lucas Alario is a former River player yeah um, it would be quite controversial and pretty unexpected if he were to come back to Argentina at all at this point of his career Vignola wasn't saying Oh, there are these rumours that you're going to sign for Boca. No. He just, He's just lobbying. felt like asking the yeah. question, so he asked the question. He's lobbying because he's a friend of Ricone. Yeah. Um, so that's what's happening with Boca on and off the pitch. Um, moving on to a different match, maybe. Which one do we pick next? Let's, well, let's go to River, right? That's River San Lorenzo, the classical of the weekend. Two big five sides. Um, River especially under Marcelo Gachardo with a very good record in matches against the Big Five and they were disastrous two red cards and yes. a deserved defeat two penalty uh, well one penalty miss and one goalkeeper saving a penalty because yes. I never like to call it a miss when it's on yes. target but the keeper saves it um, and I, I thought a deserved win for San Lorenzo really again much like Central against Boca in most of the metrics, they they looked second best through the game, but it was just a more intelligent. I think it was a great well, match. If, if River had any sort of finishing, they would yeah. have won five one. Yeah, it was a great. They match. had so River, many chances. River, River got even desperate. even with ten men, they were still pushing forward and had. They got desperate and, 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 they, and they lost their heads at the end of the game. Well, yeah, yeah. that's so true. Palacios with yeah. another stupid sending off after the one in the Libertadores final. As well, obviously, the one in the Libertadores final was much later, yeah. and mm. the circumstances. There were some problems with, with Romero, but you have to control yourself, of course. Mm. Yeah, both red cards were on Oscar Romero. Yeah, tricky Paraguayan who yes, um, I grew to love during his time at Racing. It was a crazy match, and again, like uh, it happened against Newell's, uh, there were defensively they had problems to go, go back when they lost the ball. Uh, having a, a, a bad uh, defending or poor defending, uh, and of course, well, that then Gaich, uh, the finishing of Gaich uh, for the only goal of the match was, really? was, was incredible, even with the defenders being stupid. Uh, one thing doesn't mean that, uh, I mean, he was great anyway, mm. and uh, then yes, River, like, like Dan said, pushed but couldn't be uh, accurate enough. They, I, I, I think that at this point River wants to uh, put the ball in the, into the net with themselves also. I mean, they want to go to the to the goal and... and, and walk in, as we say. Yes. They want uh, to walk uh, in. Instead of perhaps try to, to shot from medium distance or, 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 or well, if you can't get into the box, 
do something different because Alonso, when the match started, and of course much more when, when they were 1-0 ahead, uh, were clearly in a defensive uh, approach, uh, which is something understandable because you are at the monumental and, and, and they, they knew that this uh, the, doing this will be uh, good for them. Uh, and River tried to go, 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 but with no accuracy uh, and uh, a lot of opportunities anyway, with Torrico being clearly the man of the match, uh, not only because of the penalty, he had, had brilliant save, uh, two brilliant saves, I, I would say, um, uh, making also hard to understand why uh, Pizzi uh, didn't, uh, well, he, he bet, bet on, on on, on Navarro, I think. Mm. Uh, it's it's hard to understand why Pizzi made so many of the choices he made when right. he was signed. And Gaich also. Gaich was yeah. the other one we mentioned at the time. He was away with the, with the youth national teams mm. for a large part of this year, but also when he was in Buenos Aires training with San Lorenzo, he was on the bench more often than he was starting, and it just seemed a bit weird when. With Bereda starting, who apparently was allergic to to the net, who yeah. just refused to score goals. Why Pizzi? Wasn't him that uh, he was the San Lorenzo coach? No, it's Moyarris. Yeah, it is now. No, but when Pizzi oh, right okay, yeah, had lost. Sorry, yeah, Pizzi had Torrico on the bench. Yes. Yeah, Gaich on um, the bench, and, and but it, it's a bit like anyway. When Pizzi was was in San Lorenzo, they were a mess. They were either get score five or passed, or, or they score five. So mm-hmm. they they just got organized for the first time in, in a lot of time. And Gaich is just doing like we said in the previous podcast, doing what. He's shown for the Argentinian youth team. It's just he's just reaping the, the good uh, job that the they were done either on on scouting or or in the youth levels. Although I have to say, I've in in all that I've seen of Adolfo Gaich before, I've never seen that level of sort of deft brilliance in in a small area to to score the goal the way that he did before. I, I sort of. In my head, I sort of think of him as a bit more of a, just a, a muscly, yeah, a destroyer, muscle, more, more of an abby, that kind of, you know, the way he, he, he was watching Abina a few minutes ago, Dan. Whereas Henry Glarsson genuinely, the control for the goal was Indeed. superb. It was, yeah. What I find astounding, to be honest, is that um, for all of San Lorenzo's struggles this season and how bad they've been in some games, they're now what three points, I think, off the off the top, four yes. points, off four the points top. off the top. Uh, this is insane with twenty six yes. points. That shouldn't be the case, no. and neither should it be the case yeah, but for Racing, who are equally dreadful. Those were the games that they were entertaining enough to win 5 3, for example. So Yeah, but there were a lot more where they lost. But they, they weren't good, yeah. But, but I remember the, the, games, the game against uh, Central Cordoba. And going back to River. Oh, God. Atrocious. 4 0 was when they lost, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Going back to River, there, there was not also pizza mistakes. Uh, well, he's not anymore. But uh, Gallardo did, uh, made a mistake, and he admitted it in the, in the press conference, saying that he had said before that uh, Quintero wasn't in fit, fit in order to play 90 minutes. And he, uh, after saying that, he was from the beginning uh, against San Lorenzo, and now he's injured. And, uh, that's the Sam. That's the Sam Kelly led lobby. Just putting the pressure on, on Contero to start is um, well, irresponsible. I said he should have had, had some starts sooner to ease yeah. him back in. You see? You see? He would have got Mignoli in disguise. He, he didn't play 90, mm. 90 minutes anyway. He played 65. Yes. But, um, yeah. Um, anyway. There was uh, some good news over uh, River this week, which oh, we should on. probably point out. Uh, Gachardo. Well, good, depending. You know, he lost two of his last three games. Maybe there's question marks. <laughs> Uh, Gacharro confirming that he will be staying on uh, in 2020. Well, he said At he wasn't going to start until the 2nd of January. We, yes. We've got that on record. Indeed. He's, he on said he, would, he was going to start the season. So the 3rd, um, we'll have to, we'll have to yes, see what, what, where we stand. It'd be but funny if he did this every day for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be here tomorrow. Today I'm here, tomorrow we'll see. Every single day. Team morale. Um, but yes, indeed. Um, the other, I guess, the other sort of one of the games. There are so many of them to do with so the title many. race. But we should mention Lanús v Racing, mm. um, which was another deserved one nil win. We've talked about three deserved one nil yeah. wins now with this this result as well. Um, 
with this one, though, I don't think there was really any argument for uh, for Lanús being second best for most of the game, even because they were just, I thought, the better team. I don't know what you would say to that. Don't I mean, that's fairly faint praise because yeah. uh, Racing were diabolical. I mean, I said last week that they were dreadful, and I thought that was as bad as they could get. Um, I was wrong, uh, especially the second half. They couldn't kick a ball. It was they couldn't kick a ball. They couldn't what do mark. We kick it? <laughs> they couldn't mark an opponent. L- Lanus, they, it was just incredible to watch. And as you hint, Lanús couldn't kick it particularly well themselves. The, the shot no, numbers. The first half they were equally as bad as each other. Really, the shot numbers for this game are hilarious. Racing. I mean, they're hilarious from a non-Racing supporter's point of view. Um, Racing had four shots and two of them were on target. And Lanus, neither of those were decent chances. Lanús, who, who just to remind you before I read these numbers out, won the game. Uh, had 10 shots of which none were on target because the Lanús goal came from an Eugenio Mena own goal thanks to a I mean I I don't know whether it was a cross or a shot but it was supposed to be from um, uh, not Kalmosowski Leonardo Di Placido thank you the Lanús right back thank you Andres Um, who yeah basically hit his cross into Mena's legs and Mena's legs deflected it past Arias. Yeah, not much gone. Mena could do about it. But. I think it was uh, what we hear say, uh, busca, busca pie. I don't know how you yeah. say it. Was, um, yeah, he sort of put it into the danger area, hoping it would hit somebody and yeah. go in. Yeah. Um, so Lanús get, get that win, which, I mean, similarly to what you said about San Lorenzo a minute ago, it puts them, I mean, in their case, they're only one point off the top. And as Phil Carney tweeted me right after the game, I think it's. Shocking that given the form that we're in, we obviously being Lanús, um, we're only one point off the top of the. Well, in fact, at the time they went joint top, of course, overnight because Argentinos and Boca were playing the following day, and Argentinos were playing on Monday. Racing um, is still what I need three points behind. Racing are three points behind Lanús. Yes, that's yes. ridiculous. They should be yeah. twenty points behind. In either Marching team, out. if, if <laughs> Racing had won that game, then they would be where Lanús are now. They'd, they'd be joint second on mm-hmm. twenty nine. So the the two the, the two teams during the top five they won the games. Which are Lanús and Vélez won with on goals. Yes, because they won against Patronato one 0 with a segue on ball. Vélez did indeed beat Patronato. Uh, I didn't realize it was with an own goal because I didn't watch the game. Um, so to remember, that. did any of you watch the game? I did not. No, just remember okay. that the, the Gabriel Diaz yeah. was the scorer okay. of the own goal. That was um, funny. A quick look at the numbers. Suggests that Vélez are the better team, which, given that they were playing Patronato, it's not as surprising. It right? isn't at all surprising. Yeah, um, no. and they continue to be in good form. Yeah, I saw I mean, the good good form for the level and the, and the sort of average age of the team. I guess or yeah. their average age. Oh no, twenty five point eight. That's fairly young. Yeah, because they, they do have Gago and the goalkeeper exactly, from Ecuador, yeah. which I don't remember the name. Lucas Oshos was the goalkeeper. <laughs> oh, but they do have Zapata. I think is the goalkeeper from Ecuador. I think. They do have in the uh, team. Alexander Dominguez. Dominguez, sorry. Yeah. Dominguez, Zapata, Simpatero, Botar. One ends with Z, the other starts with Z. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who will be the coach of Patronato? Because Siaco, the one who was the coach there, now will be the one, the, the, the coach of Code Cruz, which is. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. As, uh, what are quite, quite uh, even teams in the way of playing, which is mm-hmm. awful. And, and yes, it's. But like maybe maybe it makes sense because Siaka is a, is a good motivator, oh. and maybe uh, God lost his mojo in, in Patronato and trying to move it to to Lakers. Maybe it made sense in a way. Uh, if you think about that particular part of the game, it's not a tactician. Obviously, it's just a good motivator. But remember that the, the the last part of the la, uh, the last season. The Patronato were able to to avoid relegation. They they, they yeah. won a few a of the last games. The yeah, it was a good motivator. And talking about uh, coaches in 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 the literal, um, Lavachen is not anymore the, yes. the the coach of Colón. They yeah. they s- agreed to to wait until the end of the year. They they he just. Yes. Um, I think that the the losing the final was bad. Uh, but they were in a bad form anyway. It's just got the Sudamericana to to. Not being sacked, basically. Yeah, they have a, yeah. a game see sometimes. tomorrow. I mean, they've now today, not. Today. They, they've not. Colón now haven't won in nine matches. Uh, anybody want to know? Uh, does anybody want to have a guess at the date of Patronato's last victory in any competition? The year? Uh, no, Again. it was wow. in 2019. Oh, but I mean the the day. 
I'm, I'm, I'm checking it out. So I'm not going to say anything. won the last game of last season against Argentinas. They have won a game. They have won again this, this season. season. In fact, they've won yeah. two games this season. This Must be been. August or September then, if you're saying it as something significant. It's the 31st of August against Independiente. They won 1 0. Well, Independiente, That's anyone beats. <laughs> since then, uh, they have drawn 1 1 with Aldo Civi. They've lost 1 0 to Estudiantes in that hilarious game where Estudiantes had one red card and Patronato had two um, they drew 1-1 with Lanús and then they have lost 2-0 to River 3-1 to Newells 2-0 to Atletico Tucumán 1-1 draw with Racing and then more defeats 3-2 to Central Córdoba again with two red cards 2-0 uh, to Godoy Cruz 2-0 to San Lorenzo and now 1-0 to Vélez um, I can't even remember that game against Racing. Is not yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, what, what, yeah. yeah, actually, it did happen. It did happen. Yeah. See, it was in Paraná. The goals were Nicolas Reniero for Racing five minutes before half time down, and Gabriel Diaz, same goal scorer. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's, the, it's, the it was, it was the last game that I, I saw that the Siaka motivated because yeah. the second half Patronato was a lot better and they. they Put mm. Rossi under pressure, they could have won that game. If the week we can continue talking about the, the, the relegation, we were talking about Colón, which is getting a little bit complicated. The loss against Aldo Civi, Aldo Civi was much better than Colón. I saw that game. Yeah. Uh, it was a, a fair winner. Colón was just nervous all around. Between losing the final and knowing that Lavashen is not going to be there anymore, clearly took a toll. Pulgar Rodriguez is not the the player we once saw in Atletico Tucumán. So Colón before the game because Lavachem was the was the manager for the game. Yes, and but he Colón was confirmed that he was going to manage against Aldo CV and today against Arsenal. Ah uh, yes, sure. So but yeah, he's just left. Yes, because of the final. Yeah, yeah. we also uh, had a yeah. big result at the bottom of the table. Really, throwing a, a proverbial fox in the, in the hen house. You could say indeed, uh, Gimnasia did pretty poorly in the first half and went in at the break 1-0 down to Central Córdoba. Copa Argentina finalists, Central Córdoba de Santiago del Estero. Um, and then they did fantastically in the second half. Came back and managed to win 2-1 thanks to two goals from Nicolás Contín. Um, Diego Maradona's first win in La Plata since taking on. Yes, this is his first home win in spite of the fact that he's improved them so massively. And if you took out relegation, well... That's mm. very important. A yep. real mm. 0.6 pointer, as, as Sam likes to say. Indeed. Um, let's bring up the app in which I actually have the relegation table because I forgot that. And I keep forgetting yeah. SofaScore doesn't Something have quick the about the. Table. It's very annoying. About Central Cordoba, because you mentioned them because they, were, they will be playing tomorrow against River mm. for the final of the Copa Argentina. Mm-hmm. There is a player, Melivilo, from it's a striker, I think, mm. that decided not to go to Mendoza because he wasn't going to be the starter in the starting lineup. And he said, Well, if I am not going to play in the team in the beginning of the match, I will not go. Yeah. And it's well, so he's I will go to Mendoza instead of keeping Santiago de Estero with the probably heat. Was going to be yeah, correct. I would talk that way. Mendoza, at least, like fucking. No. I'm, I'm guessing he didn't grow up as a boyhood Central Córdoba de Santiago del Estero. Or no, well, basically, not one. Free ticket to the final. Anyway, in the relegation table, then Gimnasia are still bottom of the relegation table. They have 70 points from 68 games, so they have for I think it's the first time this season. In fact, it is the first time this season. I know mm-hmm. it's the first time this season that they've got more than one point per game. Um, so wouldn't, they, wouldn't they have had 67 from 67 before? Yes. Yes. So, so that would be one that's point. exactly one point per game. It's not more than one point per game. Fair um, <laughs> if you want to get technical. Yeah. Uh, Patronato are second bottom with 72 points from 68. Mm. So there's have closed some space there. Yeah. Aldo Civi, third bottom with 45 points from 41. Uh, which, if you more or less double it, is like 90 points from 82. Oh, but you can't double it, can't you? You have to multiply it by like one and a half or something. That's, oof, no, that's far too ugly. Um, it's. I think they're about a win great. ahead, something like that. Something like that. Central Cordoba are currently safe, fourth bottom, with 18 points from 16 games. And we really, it's very difficult to compare mm. that. Uh, it's like comparing apples and oranges, so we're not going to try. But the bar that Gimnasia have to try to reach, as I always say, is they have to try to catch the teams who've played the same number of games as them, and therefore Newells 
uh, with 20 points. Sorry, but in 20th place in the relegation table, i.e. two points above, uh, two positions above the drop zone, um, have 80 points from 67 games because, of course, they've got that game in hand over yes. Independiente, which is going to be played tomorrow, Friday afternoon, about mm. 5 p.m. kickoff, I think it is. Um, so. It's going to be between the last four, right? It's a 10-point gap. Yeah. Colón also have 80, also from 67 games. Central have 84 from 68 games. So, Gimnasia remain... I mean, that gap, which was 12 points when Maradona took, took over to the the lowest safe team with the mm-hmm. same number of games played, uh, it remains about the same size. They, they might have managed to close two points if Colón and or Newell's lose... But they've gained ground uh, on Patronata Losivi, which I had to do as well. And then the the big variable will be Central Corps. Indeed. Yeah. Is, it, is it too early to, to try to to make a, a guess? Who's gonna it's going to come out of those four teams, I think. That's I think Colón's going to... You think they're going to carry on in 3-4? Yeah. Because I, I, don't think, I don't think they have, unless they do a complete overhaul of that team, and they do have a manager that understand how to because they were, they were, they were talking about Becasese Becasese obviously going any other team that we didn't talk today so and they were talking about coming back with uh, Diego Sela I mean I think he that really does seem like a sideways move from yeah. Sela I think he ran out of miracles sideways step last there. time so oof. I mean, I, I said, I, I can't remember whether we wrote down our predictions at the start of the year and hid them somewhere now. Um, but I said at the start of the season, I think that I thought Gimnasia were going down. And then when Maradona took charge and we had our, our chat and, and I said, you know, he's clearly learnt a lot uh, since he was Argentina manager and has become a better coach. But I still don't think he's going to manage to do enough. And I'm still standing by that because the gap is so big. But, of course, with the Copa Superliga group stages counting towards relegation oh yeah that's going to be as I said last week there are just so many games still to play in the relegation table that yeah they can definitely catch them I do think the central Cordoba ought to be alright as long as they don't panic yes. because they're going to lose games but as long as they keep picking up some of those wins like the big 4-0 win against San Lorenzo they're going to pick up enough points to yes. constant, yeah. consistently remain around about one point. I mean, at the moment, they've got one yeah. point, one and a bit. And you're just doing all right. So I think between Gimnasia, Patronato, the CV and Colón is going to be like... Yeah. Probably. We'll have uh, to see too if Maradona comes back in January because there's a little bit of uncertainty, yeah. right? Because now they are having a, an election in Gimnasia. After we said before that they had agreed unity, that, that unity has gone the way of the... Um, the pterodactyl, um, <laughs> and yes, there will be elections um, between someone that is Maradona approved, as far as I understand. It's not Pellegrino, right? Or it is Pellegrino? That Provia. It is Provia. He had a baseball cap on during his post-match interview. Which said which Pellegrino which Presidente. Which said Pellegrino or Pellegrino yes. Presidente. Yeah. So he is running for election again now, yeah. Pellegrino, yeah. after originally saying, no, I'm not going to run. Because that was why Maradona was I know, yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. And then there must be an opposition list that is not Maradona approved. Right. I have a feeling that if Maradona is as um, as decisive in the elections as Riquelme proves in Boca, that could be a landslide. Yeah, but I, one of the things that make me think we were talking... In, we should say that all the new members who, who joined up when Maradona took charge won't be able to vote. Because there's always a certain. They won't yeah. have been members for long yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was thinking because we we're talking about Lavagen being being replaced by Osela and everything else. I mean, do there's enough coaches in Argentina that actually can pull off a survival? I mean, there was Carlos Lombardi being the wild card mm. a couple of years ago. But if you replace Maradona, the, the question is with who? For Estela. Well, Ferro is going to be available soon. Yeah. yeah. Forestello, Forestello. Uh, that, that's I, I will say at, at this point I don't think he's Zelensky was one sometime Couple before but ago, now yeah. it's, I think he he's more dedicated to build solid teams that and, and keep them mm. with the, with the like Madelon yes yes mm. but then then to fight a relegation no. I don't think no one's actually capable to try to fight it off only Maradona indeed um, that was for me that was one of the more entertaining games uh, of the weekend but I thought the most entertaining game of the weekend was in Tucumán where Atletico and Newell's drew 2-2 two, two, 
We're going to rip the plaster off first of all and get it said because we have to cover it. It was the last thing to happen in the game. Uh, it was, I think, in an objective sense, it was the funniest. It was one of those things it was brilliant, that, yeah. that nobody likes to see, but in fact that we all love to see. Of course we'd see. love to see it. Why else um, would we watch Arsenal football? It, it was a bit of a shame that it happened in this match because it kind of ended up overshadowing what had been a, genuinely a, a, a really good game up to that point. Um, but it was the, the, the fight between Jonathan Cabral and Rodrigo Salinas, which mm. saw both men sent off. What was it about? I mean, how did it happen? Basically, Salinas just... They were like tussling for position on a, on a ball over the top. And for some reason, Salinas just starts punching Cabral like a crazy person. I don't know if something had happened before in the game or if there's some blood. But he just started laying into him. And Cabral being a big lad, he's, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a chunky lad. He didn't seem to feel it that much. He just kind of turned around, um, brushed Salinas off with a punch of his own and a headbutt to the face. I don't think he should have been sent off to Minerva. So I'm sorry, but <laughs> if someone punches you four times, there should be a caveat in the football laws that if you respond with a headbutt, that's fine. So your logic is a headbutt is the same as four punches? Exactly. Okay. I mean, no, it's less. No, he's saying it's less. Because it's not a red card. Salinas was the aggressor. Cabral wasn't doing anything, just minding his own business watching the ball. And suddenly he's getting punched from all, all directions. <laughs> it just gets my way, you know. Nice headbutt. Uh, bring, yes. some, but then, bring some calm, calm to proceedings. And he gets sent off for that. It's madness. But then, rather than punching him, he hit him with the open hand. It was like, like a slap. Yes. That's because he can't punch. Yes. Like Steven Seagal. Yes. He likes to slap people yeah. open hand, doesn't he? Um, uh, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that what what doesn't happen uh, so often is that uh, you say well after the matches well there are things that that stay there in the in the pitch no <laughs> uh, it was like Cabral saying I will kill you son of a well <laughs> uh, and he was really willing to do I would, I would pay for that yeah I, I would pay good money for that if they shot on the premium package that we all pay HBO, for to watch yeah. Football, yeah. sure yeah. Indeed. In the match itself, um, Javier Toledo was probably the best performer. He scored both of Atletico's goals. Um, he put them 1-0 up about halfway through the first half, and then he put them 2-1 two, two, up um, five minutes into the second half. He was, I think, the only player to manage more than one shot on target, because in fact both teams had a fair few opportunities and seemed to... In fact, I've just looked at the stats, and they, they, each of them only had three shots on target. So they basically scored their goals, and then each had one shot on target more than that. And it's efficient, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, Maxi Rodriguez equalised for Newell's shortly before the break with a penalty, um, and Luis Leal finished off uh, to make it two-two with uh, uh, pretty much exactly halfway through the second half. Um, as I said, it was I enjoyed it. It, it was a yeah. relatively I guess, okay, Newell's are sort of down there in the relegation struggle, but they should be far enough clear that, that they can yeah, keep it at so. arm's length. And the number of goals that they score, yeah. they should be okay. So it was relatively meaningless in terms of sort of the wider ramifications of the result, but it was just a a, a, a game that I enjoyed watching. Yeah, Newell's have had quite an entertaining start to the season, it must be said. They, yeah. had, they had the whole thing with uh, Maradona and the throne, which was brilliant. Um, now they had the the prize fight in the middle of the game until that game the, the Maradona game which Gimnasia won 4-0 remember Newells were the last team to have scored all of their super, in, in all of their Superliga matches mm. um, yeah. that, that game being the first one in which they failed to score giving good value with all the the Rodriguez clan um, playing here and there yes indeed yeah. Dennis uh, had another decent game I think Maxi was well, for me, Maxi was yeah. Newell's best player um, not the man of the match that would as I say be Toledo uh, for Atletico but um, yeah Denis is, is an interesting midfielder I thought he looked yeah. a little bit he was, he was decent Alexis is it Alexis the other one it must be it's not is it <laughs> Alexis <laughs> Rodriguez yes it is Alexis Rodriguez I thought I was getting mixed up they're, they're all Alexis, Alexis. they're all Alexis or... whenever there are three people from the same family playing there has to be an Alexis one of them is always Alexis Alexis yeah. McAllister and Alexis Rodriguez he's, he's fallen off a bit he's not in the starting line it's a good rule of thumb it's in the constitution yes indeed um, anyway on that note we're going to take a half time break now when we come back we will talk about some more stuff I don't know I think we have some questions too, probably. Yes, we do have some questions. Uh, for now, don't go away. 
we will begin the second half with a short programming note. One of our listeners' questions this month, month? No, this week, this week. is what are our plans for the summer break? Uh, I can answer that from a podcast point of view. Hand of Pod's plans for the summer break are that next week, um, I'm hoping, <laughs> depending on what these three gentlemen and the other people in the email group have to say about it, that we can record another episode. Uh, it'll be a fairly short episode because we're not going to have very much stuff to talk about but I do think it's a little bit daft to not talk about the Copa Argentina final when it's happening tomorrow so next and week, the Trofeo de Campeones you keep forgetting this I super do, important for some reason I do keep forgetting about that Dan. Yes, the Trofeo you're the only person in the, in the country that you care I reckon the Tigre fans uh, are fairly excited about it maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is the match between last season's Superliga champions Racing and last season's Copa Superliga champions Tigre uh, to decide who gets to be last season's d- champion of champions. Yes. Um, I guess this what it would be called, isn't it? That's on sun- uh, Saturday evening. Uh, That's so an official title. Yes. It will be counted as a star in the t-shirts. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a cup title, obviously, yeah. But yeah, it's an official title. Um, so we will be back next week to talk briefly about those two prestigious showpiece events. Mm-hmm. Um, and my plan then is to as well as that episode, to also record a few short 15-20 minute episodes of Hand of Pod Extra, which will not be time sensitive, which can go up uh, during the course of the summer break, uh, late December, early January, um, for uh, our Patreon supporters, sorry, our Patreon supporters, our Patreon patrons um, of Hand of Pod Extra, uh, so that you're still getting something dear patrons um, for your cash in January Um, so yeah hopefully at least one of you sitting here at the table is up for this I should be here in January I think to talk about the no no I'm talking about recording these next week and then ah next week so so that we then don't need to get together just to record for 20 minutes over the course of the summer holiday Dan is going to be there for the Copa de Campeones indeed indeed he is yes Uh, and then we will be back in late January so that, that's the programming note it's also a reminder that if you're not already a Patreon supporter then you should get over to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash hand of pod and sign up otherwise you're going to have to go you're the could, best part of a month without hearing our beautiful voices indeed. which is Plata and, and do some that, that, those shows uh, like for example uh, the TV shows that they, they, the, the journalists go to, to the beach and, and they are with the uh, the sandals and yes. whatnot. Yeah, we could dress Sam up as, as, uh, as I our can be Verano or something like that. Like, as, as someone who a, in a nice bikini, as someone who a doesn't particularly like large crowds of people, b doesn't particularly like the beach, and c has been to Mar del Plata. I'm not sure how much money you would have to offer me to get me to do that. Um, but yeah, it, it's L- let's bring some sound effects yes. of beaches. We could, we could possibly open like a new category of uh, Patreon supporters. People who will send Sam to the beach. <laughs> that sounds like good crowdfunding. Yeah. I, I will be setting uh, a very high price for that Excellent. one. Um, do we have anything else to discuss before we go to listeners' questions, James? The new Rassing manager. Probably. Oh, yes. Probably. Tony, Tony particularly wants to talk about this. It looks mm. as if Rassing might be or uh, well depending on which television channel you're watching they either might be or they definitely are going to announce um, a very recent independiente manager mm. to be racing manager Apparently what's, so. what's going on there I mean it makes sense from a purely um, kind of playing perspective because what racing have been looking for is someone to carry on uh, the kind of football they've been playing uh, since Eduardo Calet took over, not so much in the last few months because they've been atrocious. Uh, uh, a coach who's going to go on the front foot, look to dominate possession, uh, look to score goals and have this attacking outlook. Um, for that reason, their first choice has been um, Jorge Sampaoli, but that has cooled off in recent days, I'm guessing because of money, since Sampaoli wants more money than... Racing or most teams in Argentina have. And he's going to Palmeiras. And he's going to Palmeiras, who do have money. As, as indeed, <laughs> you know, he, he, he can be forgiven for demanding that money after absolutely tonking Flamengo. No, they, they won 4-0 or something, didn't they? Yes, they inflicted the first defeat on Flamengo since August. 
and in like 20 games. Yeah. I think Flamengo were, when, yeah. were in somewhat of a festive mood. I don't know how seriously <laughs> they, they took that game. Very you know, drinking the there, I think. I, w- I wouldn't go that far to say, but they were... Yeah. they were. I would bet. Yeah, they were looking to celebrate. And Maybe some collective, no, he, collective memory on Santos's part as well. This is what you get for being the first team since... Very possibly, to, very possibly. Yes. The but it was, yeah, it was a fine season from um, from San Pauli in, in Brazil. He took Santos to second place. Um, quite, a, quite a distance behind Flamengo, but then I don't think any team were, was going to get close to Flamengo with the kind of form they showed over the uh, the majority of of their Serie A season mm. um, yeah and he, he acquitted himself well I think um, he has a right to feel a bit a bit vindicated after all of the um, the abuse and the criticism he attracted following the 2018 World Cup this was obviously his first job since then um, and yeah I think he's a good coach there's, there's no denying it you yeah, look at his record and he is a good coach I would have loved to see him at Racing uh, going back to Bacasese it's a little bit controversial to to go for a a guy who's so recently been an independiente coach I guess but then again he probably wasn't independiente enough to form any sort of yeah, kind of emotional bond with the team let's say he's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a supporter though isn't he didn't they say when he first got the independiente no job, that was Orlando oh that was Orlando of course yes. it was right okay yeah. um, who is now the coach of Universidad no, Católica because this mm. is a Colón fan in fact right or an Union fan one of the Santa Fe ones Tony I think I'm it was Colón but I don't, I yeah, don't I really remember yeah. I, will, I was just sorry I, will, I, I will guess that San Paolo is fan of one of the Colón or the Santa Fe mm. Uh, Maybe so he's closer to Rosario. So and the good thing from Racing's perspective as well is that over the last 20 years or so, there are a long, long, l- there's a long, long line of independent oh, coaches who. Sorry to interrupt, Dan, because this is a Newell's fan as well. I knew that was wrong as soon as it came oh, out of yeah. my mouth. Carry on. There is a long, long line of independent coaches who have failed to uh, win silverware with, with uh, Independiente but have found success elsewhere. I think guys like Jorge Almiron took Lanús to the title, mm-hmm. uh, Falcioni, who went mm. on to win titles with Banfield and with Boca, uh, Borghi, who won the title with Argentinos, and there are a couple more too. So we just have to say to Independiente, uh, it's not me, it's you, basically, from uh, from a coaching perspective. And Becasense will be the eighth uh, coach that will uh, manage both him from Avellaneda. Mm-hmm. Masco was the third, then De Lacha, Pastoriza, who was a huge uh, uh, affiliation with Independiente. Mm-hmm. So he was the manager of Racing at some point. Pedro Marcheta, Osvaldo Chiche Sosa, which is kind of a legend. Humberto Grondona and Brindisi. So did you have Humberto Grondona? Yes. Wow. He I was the racing coach. I didn't like know he was the independent coach, that. but he was the racing yeah, coach. Wow. Okay. I think that was before our time, all the same. It was quite a while back. At least for racing, it was quite a while yeah. back. 2002, 2003, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that was way back when I started watching, right? Yeah. Um, this is also a little bit of a managerial merry-go-round because if Becasese is leaving Independiente to, He's already to, left take, to make them very. Uh, Bear with me. All right. <laughs> if, if, let's pretend that Becasese is leaving Independiente to make the very, very short stroll just a couple of blocks down the road mm-hmm. um, to the Cilindro. The manager coming into Independiente looks very much like they might not be making a particularly long journey either, albeit not quite as short as from Racing Stadium. Who would that be? On, according to the people on the TV over your shoulder a few minutes ago, oh, and Anais Crespo uh, is uh, the manager who Crespo. Independiente's board would like to get in after some... Gonna say, promising, not spectacular performances. Flattering to deceive, I think, would be the, the it, best. Way it to, looked really good at first, yeah. and then it sort of flatlined a little bit, mm. and it's not turned into being bad at any point. But it was just sort of, mm. it's never quite lived up to the early promise. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, at Banfield, just in case I talked over myself or any of us talked mm-hmm. over each other, and, and listeners couldn't remember. Um, so yeah, Crespo might be an independiente. He made the right noises at Anfield. He played attractive football. He tried to to do things right. Um, he ultimately fell a bit short, I think. Um, All of the mainly, I think, due to the deficiencies of of a team like Banfield. Who All of the hallmarks of Independiente have been looking for over the last couple of decades. It's well, pretty, yeah, 
pretty much. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be like the same. I think the the main problem Independiente face really whoever the coach is is that it's a very unbalanced squad. I mentioned uh, me and Tony got the bus here uh, together today. Uh, did a bit of a, um, a hand up our caravan up to. Did, did Tony forget that we were recording at my place and got to yours nope. instead? I nope. won't confirm more than either. No, no, I went, um, I went to do some shopping. Indeed. I'm still uh, managing to, yeah. to yeah, spend the very, money. I got. Yeah. It's a very unbalanced squad. They they lack strikers. I think they lack um, uh, top-class top defenders as well. In the middle, they've got maybe a little more, but it's a team... And it's an old squad, after all. It's an old squad, yeah. Uh, which is also a problem with uh, Racing, of course. Mm. Um, there's there's work there to be done, and there's also a fair bit of discontent uh, with the management of the club. Um, in kind of an ironic twist, uh, there was talk this week of independent players actually going on strike <laughs> against um, Hugo Moshano, who is better known for for doing strikes rather than receiving. So strikes. It's, it's a case of the dog beating the, 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 the person, right? Dog biting person, yeah. No, person biting dog. All right, yeah. Surprising one. Yes. Sorry, that's when it's news. <laughs> yes, um, um, but I don't think that happened. I think they will play tomorrow at least. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Uh, moving on to listeners' questions, then. Jamie says, "Hello, gentlemen. Which was the more entertaining fight, Dan? I think you watched at least one of them: Joshua v. Ruiz or Salinas v. Cabral." I mean, I watched both of them. Um, Joshua was. Joshua Ruiz was a little bit longer. Yeah, to be fair, um, a little bit boring. At, at some points, yeah, I wouldn't say boring. Um, it was a fight. It has, it has I won't go into too yeah. many details because this is hand of um, hand of pod and not uh, punch of pod. Well, Jamie's not the only person who's asked a question about the wrong sport this this week. So ah, that's fine. Um, yes. Yeah, um, we should. Yeah, you love to see fisticuffs in football, and and not make it continue. Darren Paul. Uh, is the other person who's asked the question about the wrong sport. He appears to think we're a basketball podcast. He says, how excited are you for Willie Clayton's, uh, or is that Willie Clayton, uh, signing for the Federal Basketball Team? Who? What? Where? Somebody called Why? Willie Clayton. Federal, what's this? <laughs> it's um, your home, you should know. <laughs> I actually, I have to say, sporting club, I, only, I only skim read that tweet before retweeting it from the Hunter Pod account earlier, and now I had assumed that the guy had at least signed for Racing, but he hasn't even done that, he signed for Federal. Right. Um, weird, you can tell how excited we are, Darren, from the jumping around edge that you can hear in my voice as I read Darren knows. He just says this to, uh, to say it. I think um, he's not expecting an answer. He, he adds, the answer is very, be very excited. The man tore it up in Manchester last season for the Giants. Well, well there we go. We'll see what he's like when Ferros took him up front. I wonder who the last, the last Manchester to Ferros signing would have been, or vice versa. Sava never quite made it as far as Manchester, did he? And he got to Fulham. So he did not. That, that been... Did he play in Ferro or Sava? Yes. Yeah, and then managed them afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in fact, the one time I went to Ferro, I walked right past him in the um, in the in inverted commas the press section before the game with Australian Dan, who of course was a big Ferro fan, so it was really exciting to see him. Um, Darren also says, any hope for Racing in their hunt for a decent manager? I'm going to assume he's talking about the football team, not the basketball team. Now we can only hope. <laughs> we sort of just answered that question in fact, didn't we uh, Perfect Tommy says what are your plans for the summer break well, I've, I've given you the podcast plans already mm. so what are our individual plans for the summer break I don't know about the summer still um, Christmas I'll be spending with my girlfriend with my son with my girlfriend's parents with my girlfriend's brothers and sisters and with my son's cousins in the family Superman. so you could do just the family you know I like to specify oh, yeah, everyone yeah. because they're, they're new arrivals uh, okay, this yeah. year and it's, it's going to be fun I mean um, uh, my boy Nawel has five cousins they're all dying to meet him and this will be their first chance this sounds like hell it's going to be a very... Chris, Christmas in a hot country with loads of children. I, 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 can't I mean, I've done it every year for this the mosquitoes, last right? six years. It's just I will have a kid of my own this time. There's, there's mosquitoes or something like that? Mm, to add to the mix. There's not that many mosquitoes ah, in okay. Tucumán. It's I, just I have to say, when I was in the north, blinding heat and motochorros more than anything. Okay. Uh, when not we, that many mosquitoes. When my girlfriend so and I were yeah. in the north recently, I mean, we were struck by the lack of mosquitoes there. 
But uh, the because there's no humidity up there. Yeah. yeah the northeast and the littoral is. It was a bit sticky, but yeah, when, when, very few mosquitoes. It was great. Tony, your plans for the summer break? I'm going to be short and sweet, getting a job. If you have a job, as I said last week, if you've got a job going, offer it to Tony. Andres? Well, for Christmas, we don't usually do that big uh, uh, party. We only uh, meet to eat. And then for New Year, yes, we perhaps celebrate. And, and anyway, we don't uh, uh, turn on any, any fireworks. Uh, and then for the summer, I, I expect to at least once to go to a swimming pool uh, because I will really need <laughs> uh, as I, I will I have already my 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 year um, weekend uh, holidays committed to uh, to June where I will go to to London and Paris so oh, very nice. I won't have any any other uh, nor money nor days to, to swim. when when you going? Uh, in June, I will. I will. So, if anyone knows of a swimming pool for Andres, also yeah. write in. I was. I was going to say, if if you're a hand of pod listener who's based in London and you want to show Andres around, get in touch. Yes. I'm sure he's. Not he anyway, six months still to to mm. go. So, um, I don't have nice. any plans for Christmas. We might be going to a friend of, of my girlfriend's dad, if, but if we can't, if we can, then we're going to get out of that because um, it's tedious <laughs> every year. Uh, and yeah, Humble. that's it. And, and obviously, I've just had my holiday, so I'm, I'm just going to be uh, most of the summer. I think is going to be spent sitting in this room, in my pants with the air conditioning. Wonderful. Uh, well, you have air conditioning. Struck in the cap, which is not a, a euphemism. <laughs> um, I didn't need to put that in my head. Thank you very much. I really, very welcome. I really hope you have the electricity to. I'm, I'm going to be honest. With it getting as warm as it has been in the last few weeks, you three are lucky that I'm wearing clothes at the moment. Uh, Bel- <laughs> Thank you. Belgrano in English says, with no football this week, how about Mystic Sam predicts the manager carousel and who will be there when the tournament well, resumes? We can't will say there is that. football this week. There is football this there week. Football this week in definitely the football this week. There is. Uh, it's undoubtable that there are, is football this week. I'm also yeah, not going to do that football? because... <laughs> if, if you've been listening to Under Pod for the last few months, then you're probably aware that I've struggled to keep up with who is the manager on a day-by-day basis at times this season. Um, never mind who's going to be it. But I'm going to stick my neck out right now and say Becca Cece at Racing, Crespo at Independiente, Gachaldo still at River, somebody at Boca who's not Gustavo Alfaro, possibly Miguel Angel Russo, uh, San Lorenzo manager <laughs> should still be... Who is it at the moment? Monarris. Thank you. Monarris, I've forgotten the name. Um, but it's the interim, right? What's, what's, an, what's an interim in Argentinian football? Yeah, until the end of the okay. season. I thought it'd been confirmed until the end of the. Well, the way he's doing until the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so I had no idea. In some Someone way. else in San Lorenzo. But the way he's doing. Pizza, maybe. We kill him at Boca. They might just, they might just yeah. forget that they hired Pizza at all and, and rehire him. Maradona? Yeah. Somewhere. Maybe Russo goes back to. He, I wouldn't actually. Nope. Past, right? no, I wouldn't actually be surprised oh, to see Maradona take up another job if it happens that he doesn't stay on that gimnasia because I do think he's acquitted himself fairly well. If Becasese fell through, would you take Maradona at Racing down? It would be really fun. He would, he would <laughs> it, it would be a disaster, but Racing are fine. They're not going to win the he's league. A former Racing yeah. manager. Former Racing manager. Second yeah. spell. I mean, I feel like we have done our time, but if it, if it has to be him, well, he, fine, he said, bring it on. He said that he had offers from for from another club in, in Argentina, but he said no because he they, they and he included himself. They will win the elections, so that means that Pellegrino will remain uh, being the president and he will stay there. I don't, I don't mean to be mean, but do you trust Maradona when they say something? No, of okay. course. <laughs> okay. Mauricio Pochettino at Newell's? Nah. He's going to be a Bayern Munich. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Um, anything else to add, gents? No. Nope. I think we're done for this week, then. Yep. So, if you're watching... Oh, I suppose I should... Predict, I'm not going to play Mystic Sam's theme music, but let's say I'm going to go for River to win the Copa Argentina, as long as they've got their concentration pants on. Um, and I'm going to go for... What's Racing's form like? Been like? Terrible. I'm, for a bit of fun. I'm but Tigre haven't been that much better and they are a league down. I'm going to go for Tigre to win the 
whatever the hell it's called on Saturday. Trofeo de Campeones. Thank you, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm an you can, team you, to win that. If, if Racing won the, the, the Trofeo de Campeones, I want you to, to do a tattoo about it. Okay. Okay, cool. There we go. We'll be doing that live on next week's <laughs> Tony will be tattooing Dan uh, if Racing win the Trofeo de Campeones. For now, thank you very much for listening and goodbye from English Dan. Thank you very much for listening. Tony. Goodbye. Andres. Thank you. Goodbye. And me. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.